This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Tēnā koe ko Murdoch tēnei, te kai whakarite pāpāho Māori ki tuia ngā reo o te hāpuri. Tēnā koe, it's Murdoch, Māori Media Coordinator here at 3FM. And we're really excited about all the new Māori-focused content currently playing on 3FM. But we can always do more. So if you have kōrero, you want to share with us i roto i te reo Māori in the Māori language or with a Māori kaupapa, then email me, maoridia at 3FM.org.nz. Tūtawa mai i runga, tūtawa mai i raro, tūtawa mai i roto, tūtawa mai i waho, kia mauri tū, kia mauri ora, kia tātou katoa, me tukumihi anō kia koutou katoa. Claudette Hauti here, Y262, kia whakapūmau, this is the first whānau claimant, the taumata whakapūmau le kōrero, the history of Y262 flora and fauna claim, the symposium here at Waipapa Marae at Te Wharewananga or Tamaki Makaurau Auckland University. The symposium serves an opportunity to share kōrero, kaupapa vision, moi moi a legacy of the original claimants, the Ōhaki. It's also here, we are also here to share the Wai 262 journey ahead of us all, kia mua, kia muri, because as we know, it has been a very, very long journey. The journey is not over, and so we continue to enforce and to reclaim what we originally had wanted in Te Ōhaki, the joint dreams and aspirations of Te Ōhaki. We're also here uh, to give you, uh, we have for you technicians, practitioners, mātauranga, tikanga, Māori experts, Māori scientists, universities, university academics, museum legal professionals and researchers have all assembled here today to give you their perspective on how best to proceed with the Y262 under the current environmental and political uh, context. We understand that the world, not just Aotearoa, New Zealand, but the world is battling climate change. What does that mean for us, tangata whenua, mana whenua, mana moana, here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and how best for our Indigenous voices, Māori voices, to be able to direct and to guide the uh, strategy to work with government and the Crown on how to minimise climate change on our whenua and our moana. Very, very important. Our mātauranga is front and centre of any of these strategies going forward, put forward by our government and the Crown. We're here also to support and work with Te Taumata Whakapumo and the legacy projects of Y262 and we will talk more about that and we will talk to others as well too, Māngai who have, who will be coming today to submit to this, the first whānau claimant, Taumata Whakapumo here. It's an online symposium here at Waipapa Marae.
University of Auckland. Te whariwānanga o Tamaki Mikaurau. Uh, ke huri tātou ki tō tātou kai kōrero tuarua uh, i aia nei e te iwi to also help set the scene. Ko te tāhuhu kōrero he o hāki, taonga tukuiho, intergenerational legacy and the vision that belongs to all whānau, hapu and iwi, continuing the legacy of her wonderful grandmother. Sana Murray, one of the original claimants of Wai 262 on behalf of Ngāti Kuri, a legacy that has seen her part of repatriated Taonga species and Taonga back to her iwi Ngāti Kuri and has also seen her leg Ngāti Kuri connections and work across the Ngāti Kuri rohe, including the islands within the rohe o Ngāti Kuri. She also manages, coordinates a range of relationships and partners to achieve, achieve shared prosperity community resilience and mana motuhake for whānau, hapu and iwi to contribute in a meaningful way, she says, that supports Ngāti Kuri, whānau, hapu, iwi, te iwi Māori to have vibrate, vibrant whānau, hapu and iwi through whanaungatanga, cultural revitalization and kaitiaki of Aotearoa. Our next speaker, ladies and gentlemen, supported by Hema Wihungi, the daughter of another original claimant, Del Wihungi, would you please make welcome Sheridan Waitai. Haramai, Sheridan. Haramai. Tēnā kaitai katoa. That's the most times I've heard Ngāti Kuri ever in, in like a sentence in a minute. Kia ora. Kei te mihi atu ki a koe moana, if you can hear me. Um, mō te kōrero i tēnei ata. Um, he aroha musinga kore kia koe. Um, whānau, I'm, I'm imperfectly perfect being Ngāti Kuri. <laughs> I may as well ride that wave while I can. Um, but tēnei te mihi atu kia koutou. I, I have the, um, the honour and the privilege of standing here today just to share with you some of um, the legacy of the claimant whānau um, and part of the journey that we have had as, a, as reconnecting as whānau and also around some of our next steps. Um, so before we do that, um, the purpose of my presentation really is, is just to share that claimant journey and to, um, there you go, re-energise and call, call you all to come and help Totoko. Um, before we do that, I just want to read a poem which really describes the claimant whānau and it was written at the time when they were all together and it's called Kotahitanga. it's the unity poem. Sow your seeds of aroha into the four corners of the world, sharing the plants of te waunui o tāne, the pathway for our human unity. Embrace the patterns of te kumara on your kite, the sustenance of our ancestors for centuries, and haere, kahoki mai anō, farewell and return again, for love is the strongest bond of all, and let us share in the pātaka of our universe. And that pretty much um, sums up the relationships between Ngāti Wai, Te Rarawa, Kohata, Kahunanu, Parau, and how those claimant whānau rolled, coming and going, and there was always somebody there to hiki hiki the kaupapa. I think Moana um, 
says you reckon he covered the ten oranga tira tanga orata taonga. I think he did. Um, so I'm, I'm going to move to the next slide. I also think he covered the three Ps. But in saying that, this is our knowledge and this is our wisdoms and this is inherently us as Māori. No one else can do this. This is us. And I also want to say that the claim Y262 has been called many things as a child growing up in it. I've heard the Wairua claim, the Māori claim, the Tenoranga Tiratanga claim, the Manamotuhake claim. But essentially, it is the Aroha claim. Because the vision is so big, you have to have big Aroha. You must. And if that's one thing I've learned, is that whanaunga tanga is the axle of this claim. And the pauura that sit within the claim, the values, aren't physical things that we put into the ground. They are carried on the breasts of ourselves, our whanau, our hapu and our iwi. And if we're going to further ourselves, we actually have to live them and not give them lip service. And that's why the claim exists, because it wasn't lip service. And it's not a footnote in history. It took 23 years before the tribunal finally made a response. And um, this image is just of um, Nanny the day before the report was given to us, and it was embargoed um, and given to her in hospital. There are four generations in this claim. There's actually five now. So our people before us knew that this was just intergenerational. It goes on and it goes on. Um, but this is what she said, and I, re I remember this clearly because she was so muki muki for those that had passed on. And, you know, mihi to you, sas hema, and hori, tawarahi, and those that have been through it, Leo, been through it all, um, being there for each other and just missing those, those old ones, missing Uncle John and Tami. Um, so with hope in her eyes and her words rang real true, she said, darling, Nanny's going to go down in history as a great activist. Because I protested, I protested everything. You asked Nanny, I protested everything. But then she turned and said, make sure you all become actionists. And you carry on. And koia nei te wā. We actually have to start doing some stuff, eh, whanau? And so there it was, 23 years later, this is an awesome picture, so I had to share it. Because this happened nine years after the report, or eight years. And the thing is, is heaps of people done heaps of mahi and continue to do the mahi. So let's recognise that. They keep going. But we were fortunate enough as, as claimant whanau to come back together and be invited by Minister Mahuta. Um, and she extended that invitation to us to call it all about the Modi of the claim. 
how we're going to, you know, hickey hickey, how we would move forward and get a sense from us on some of that direction. And yeah, we all looked at ourselves and realised we needed to whanaungatanga again and, and be on that vision and be on that purpose. But we also knew it was important that we recognise that Y262 is not kwaotero tenei and it is not te paitafiti because now we have te paitafiti. So why a 262 is inherently us as Māori, it is, we are, we do, we can be all those things, and we are worthy of all those things. Ka Aotearoa is the is the tribunal um, response and recommendations. And now te paitafiti, an acknowledgement to um, Nanaya, to Minister Mahuta, you're the only one who's actually stepped up to actually give us a response in 30 years. So kia ora to you. Kia ora to you. You know, and I know you truly want the best for us. Um, but we've got a lot of work to do when it comes to te paitafiti because it's about the crown and wanting to work out remedies and how we do that. So we formed together. You'll see Hema, that's um, Auntie Dell's girl, and, and she's here today. And you'll see... Um, Maipara Puata, which is Uncle Tame's daughter. Um, and there was um, Rahui and a range, range of them, Parau, Kuata, and we all gathered. And from there we formed Kiapumo, or Taumatafakapumo. Kiapumo was about holding fast, but it was also about making it permanent. How do we make sure that the Modi, or the provenance, the Modi, and the integrity of the claim stays intact? And part of that was about reaching out to our iwi. Because remember, whanau, 30 years ago, we didn't have iwi entities and trust boards like we do. We're in a new context. We've moved so far. We have tohunga practitioners. We have so many cool technical whanau. We're really, really clever. So, you know, now's our time. So we, we brought our iwi into the claim to help us. Um, and it was about upholding the modi of the claim and making sure that it's intact. As a um, taumata, one of the wishes was from our claimant whānau was to go back out to Kanohi Ora, to go back out and talk with our whānau around what the next steps are. So that's what we're doing. We're going to share with you, and him is going to share with you, what the next steps are this afternoon, and you'll hear from Minister Mahuta and from some of our other iwi. But we must be given that ethical space as Māori. And we want to form collect collectives, and we want to work collaboratively, because the claim is bigger than any individual or group, and our whānau knew this. And in their final recommendations, it was clear they directed us to go back out and ask what the next phase should look like. So Kanohi Ora is the manifestation of their wishes and their recommendations, and it is supported by Minister Mahuta. And again, acknowledgements, thank you. Just want to show this um, almost finished picture.
Rongo Māori and traditional harvesting were a big part of the claim. Um, and um, one of the things and sharing from me as a mokopuna knows is that if we are to be successful, we're going to have to lift out of our tribalism. If we're going to truly be kaitiaki, and that is the point of difference of this claim, then we need to really search ourselves and those intimate relationships with our taonga again. And I know this because when the north wind blows its treasures down to us and the kuaka flies down and the pupu harakeke makes the call to welcome him home, he doesn't say, Oh, kia tūpatsu to the tohoraha o your going into Ngāti Kurirohe. They don't care. The maps are the last things we should ever put on the table because they'll just create arguments amongst ourselves again. So you need to listen to the oro of those things, the kuaka, the tohoraha, the tuatarai, ayuhuri. Because they'll determine what we need to do. And we'll lift, and we have to lift above our, our own selves, our own selves, to search on what's best needed for those taonga. And I'm just going to leave you with this. The wawata is for the mokopuna. Don't give our mokopuna lip service. You know, this is... Um, us teaching our daughters to lift out a tribalism by sending them on the flight path of the kuaka and playing the pūrere hua on the footholds of Alaska and in the flat wetlands of where the kuaka go to breed. And those are our mokopuna, grounded in the intimate knowledge at the footholds of their maunga. So whānau, he kuaka marangaranga. He kuaka marangaranga pupuritia tokaito mana. And I just want to acknowledge that um, we're just here today to be thankful and we're here today to ask all of you, no mai haramai te tautoko, this claim going forward. And um, we look forward to seeing you out on the road. Ehima. So I'm going to sing a quick waiata to wrap us up. It's real simple. Um. E hara e te mea, no naia nei te aroha, no ngā tūpuna e tuku iho, e tuku iho. Ko te aroha he taonga o ngā tūpuna, ko te aroha he taonga tuku iho. Sheridan te nāwe. Te nāwe i o kōrero, i o iau kōrero, i o whakāro, i o te āwe i tarānei, me ngā whakamaratangātu ki tō tūpuna, who I think said in her time they will remember me as the great objector. Pākehā with their laws like claws, laws with claws like parasites, devouring my human rights. Hūāha! Kupu whakahihiri aka i a tatou. Nō reira, Sheridan, tēnā koe. 
Ke whakamauri a keu i te kōrero, ko waihei rangatira mō tātou, ko tātou. Nō reira tēnā koe i au kōrero i o whakaaro. I know we will be hearing from Ahema later today, and also from you, Hori, as well. So thank you for supporting her. Ngā mihi nui kā koe, kā koe Sheridan. We're going to play another video now. Uh, e whakamāra mānei, te ahunga atu me te ahunga mai o te kaupapa nānei i a tātou i paihere kotahi i rangi tā miruake i herei te tauro o tō tātou waka o Y262 ki tōna teo, ki tōna pau, ki tōna tumu ko ia nei te kaupapa i hoiho e tuitui nei a tātou i tarani ki mātakitaki ake, ki a whakarongo mai rā e tīngui Me tuku mihi ki a koe, Sheridan Waitai Ngāti Kuri and also to Mokopuna of Thānamari one of the original claimants. Congratulations to you for carrying on your nanny's legacy. A lot of speakers here, you included. What do you think nanny would think of where we're at to today with Y262? I think she'd be really excited. As she has always been around the smallest to the greatest achievement. Um, I can totally hear her clapping, smiling, yeah, yeah. Interesting corridor coming up from the Minister as an example. She talked about constitution. At the same time she's talking about Y262, same time she's talking about he whakaputanga, te tiriti of Waitangi as well too. So uh these aspects, Y262, it appears as though, or it sounds like, they may very well be the underpinning of the constitution for Aotearoa New Zealand. Do you get a sense of that? Oh, totally. Um, and Y262 couldn't, or can't, can't be alone without um, Te Whakaputanga. Um, and it, it derives from Te Tiriti and the provenance of that being um, those things that had happened to us that were real injustices that forced our whanau to step up. Um, but in, in saying that, because the claim is so, so complex, um, it will for some time, you know, we'll be talking about pua pua, we'll be talking about te pai tawhiti, we're talking about kaotero tēnei and, and things because it's a new beginning um, may seem a bit fuzzy but through the Māori to Māori engagement through whānau hapu and iwi engagement I'm sure we'll clarify and um, reaffirm that foundation that the Y262 claim has created for us. Mm. It does sound like a real journey. Engari, it sounds like, you know, the essence that from the from the very beginning, uh, te te pua pua o te harakeke, te pupu o te harakeke, te pupu harakeke, to undrip from the land to something that is international and global. That journey, that hikoi from pupu harakeke to undrip, is extraordinary because it is it appears as though from a very humble beginning in the valley of Papatuanuku to the international world stage and the impact that Māori has made and those that have were the original claimants, international global impact. Do we get a sense of that as well? Yeah, well, our well-being is premised on those taonga. So it's not just a snail. 
Um, it's not just our manu. It's it's bigger than that. Um, and the 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 pupu harakeke, or we call pupu fakarongo taua, are intrinsically linked to our identity. They are um, they are us. So we we have to acknowledge that Ngāti Kui were here first. You know, we come much later. So when we talk about Papa in Waitu 6 to um, when you talk about the Modi of the claim, we're the ones that hold the obligation to the Taonga um, because we have an obligation to Papa, not the other way around. We exist because of them. So if it means going to an international um, platform or forum um, and using those international instruments to ensure that every living taonga, he taonga Māori, has a voice, then our people will do what they need to do. Mm. And they have, and they will continue to do so. Mm. Also too, uh, while we had, while uh, our whanau here are driving the Y262, actually it impacts all of uh, people all of our peoples and communities in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Yes, it impacts on Māori, but the advantage and betterment of the world is radiates throughout all of Aotearoa, including our tiriti, our tangata tiriti. So it's important for them as well too that this succeeds and will succeed. Yeah, and I would totally agree. And there's plenty of opportunities and there's plenty of... Um, I suppose um, I'm trying to find the right word. Um, we we we've done stuff with tangata tiriti before. That's quite successful. So we have examples, um, and it's about scaling up stuff that does work. Mm. Yeah, and recognizing that it does work. But mataranga ma, ma Māori um, doesn't necessarily have to. And that's what I find, have to complement or um, be integrated with Western science. Um, it is what it is and it stands on its own. And those two things are okay to stand um, on their own. And when they can complement each other, that's just that's great too. Um, but just recognising that our mātauranga leads and it's ours. Mm. You said uh, that it is bigger than tribalism. The minister said it's bigger than parochialism. <laughs> there are there are things that are whānau, that are our hapu, that are, you know, like the pupu whakarongo taua, the pupu harakeke is a classic example of something that's so localised within ourselves that our identity um, depends on it, our survival depends on it. Um, but then you have kauri, you know, Cody is in Tautokero, that is our rangatira. Um, and then you go broader than that to like Manuka. Um, but, but essentially it is about the whakapapa of those taonga and the DNA of those taonga and making sure that the original state of those taonga are there and, and alive and, and you know, thriving. Yeah. So, yeah, when I say move out of... Um, move out of some of those the states of tribalism is often we get caught up around where the the borders are or who owns what but um, again our obligation is to the whakapapa and if Manuka needs us then does it 
matter where she lives. Thank you so very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for your kōrero and your mātauranga as well too. We are very, really humbled by your mātauranga. Thank you so very much for sharing us. Sheridan Waitai. Kia ora. Correctly, when we speak of co, we speak of eating and hence taking into oneself. The act of taking the thing into oneself indicates this kaitiaki. These are images that um, these are images that were extracted from some of the the, um, the evidence that were, were given by uh, briefs of evidence that were given by. Uh, uh, people throughout the Mutu um, from 1997 to about 2003 and um, but this one here is um, these are just some of the extracts from there I think they're quite beautiful When the Department of Conservation came up to the Harpura and said that they were not allowed to take the the, the pupu harakeke or the harakeke again, and the horror that they felt when um, the Pākehā mainly uh, came to tell them what to do, they had no idea what the pupu harakeke was. They'd never seen it, and they had they requested that um, they give um, na, uh, Natakuri. Natakuri must uh, get, give written, um, written, um, have written um, license to be able to uh, go in to gather their own pingaoai. So it's Katarina Rimene. We don't have too much called at all about uh, Katarina, some of the older ones, but these are the, the images that we were able to capture. So Bishop Manu Bennett was the co-martyr for the claim and he said um, that he was having great difficulty with the way Pākehā talked up the, treat, the um, story of the um, creation of mankind in the Garden of Eden, saying that if Adam and Eve were Māori, they would have eaten the snake and left the apple. And of course, Matua Lali, he was fighting against the extraction of sands from, um, from um, Pākehā. They were taken up and dumped on the beaches at Mission Bay so that Pākehā could um, sit on pristine white sands to watch the America's Cup. But what they didn't know, the council didn't know, was that um, there had been a, a, a big fight there and so some of the toa were buried in those sands that they took and dumped over at, at, uh, at Mission Bay. So Pahenare, he, that was the, um, the first hearings um, at Tamatea Marae and Mutiti. 
acknowledging the, the mana of uh, hapu, to control and manage their own Tonga species. And consultation is not it. So Ape Matua Ape is a great proponent for Ngāti Parau. And he says that the claim is about Materanga. This is why sometimes the claim was called the Wairua claim, the Materanga claim. But he said that as long as the government knows that Materanga, according to us, is the same Materanga that the government has, and not necessarily the same. And he's the one that said this is a claim bigger than any other claim, greater than any other claim. Le tuku mihi ki a koe, a whaia, nga mihi ki a koe motokorero hoki. And so, really important, kaupapa here, you gave whakapapa, you gave whakapapa of harakeke, but also to the journey of your uh, rangatira as well too. Just how critical is it that we continue on this hikoian journey? What defines us, and Serapi talked about that too in his evidence, was mātauranga. And it's the mātauranga that defines our culture and um, the prospecting and the assumption of ownership by others, the other non-Māori, is a, is a huge concern for um, for me too, but for our, our fire tūpuna who had... had Walked on this claim, and um, it's the the loss and the, the loss of capture of our whakapapa again. Because um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't know where they come from. They might know a little bit, but they don't know the beauty and the mana that's involved from um, from uh, reciting your 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 whakapapa Because um, you know, you only do that at, at you know on special occasions. But um, when you've got a, a big Kaupapa to um, to talk about wherever you go. It's it, you call on your tupuna to come and stand, and they stand alive and well beside you when you speak, because you're speaking on their behalf, not for yourself. Um, uh, Thank you, um, Hema. After those wonder, wonderful words of reflection, Nanga Hotipo Tel Maori Narato, and we talk to Kawaka to Kaupapa, if I could go to Hinaya Tato Itenera, not at the Narawa to go. Yayane Kwatahuri. Uh, Kiteminita, uh, mana no hakapu akiake yona fakaro e pana kite kapapa. Uh, Minister, no doubt you came in at the time, I think, when Mona was doing his presentation, 
and you made a couple of comments for, I think, for your active consideration, much of which you've done so far already, and the fact that you are here, our kanohi fronting up, is, I think, a testament to you. And also, I think, a testament to your commitment to the kaupapa. Nā reira kwa toro atu te ringa kia koe, nau mai ki te whare wānanga ki waipapa, hoki mai ki tō marae, hara mai ki ngāti whātua, nā. I know they can be a little bit contentious at times, but Mike told me to say that. Nā reira te minita, kai a koe te wā, te nā. E rere tonu ana ngā mihi ki ngā kokonga o tēnei whare ara ki te tāhuhu kōrero hei whakatau i a tātau i raro i aia i a tātau e huihui mai nei tēnā tāta katsua. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today and share some thoughts. I want to acknowledge the original claimants, but I also want to acknowledge those descendants who are caring for the modi of this claim, but also stewarding the conversation forward in a way that will bring New Zealand to a different place. I'm mindful that I've been invited to participate in this online summit as a guest of a whānau-led forum. And with that in mind, I'll make really clear, I guess, where I'm trying to steward and lead through the conversation, certainly for the government at this time. I want to acknowledge everyone who is here in the room and those of you who are joining us online as well. One thing that COVID taught us is that we need to take forward the innovations of technology in order to have the kinds of conversations that it would take quite a lot of time to, to have. And we can truncate that uh, through these digital platforms, so we should use it to its maximum effect. So I believe that New Zealand is in a very important time, uh, a time that requires courageous conversations. And those courageous conversations help to shape the way in which our nation can go forward if we're prepared to entertain that things must be different. In part, COVID urges us to be different, to create a new normal. But in many ways, when we think about some of the legacy challenges that our parents and our tūpuna have carried forward so that New Zealand could be a better place for everyone, uh, then these courageous conversations urge us to now address significant issues like the Y262 claim, uh, the way in which we can create uh, a roadmap for New Zealand uh, to take forward the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People, but more importantly, have the kind of constitutional conversation for New Zealand that makes us feel like we are a very different nation and we have learnt uh, from our past, warts and all. So my first point is that in order to get to this point, it's in part an acknowledgement uh, that we need to have courageous conversations, that we have to take on all the challenges of what has been, but be prepared to be actionists, <laughs> as uh, Sheridan had referred to. So in the last term, uh, this was one of the issues that I felt um, or kaupapa, really, it was a kaupapa that I felt had, had been sitting in abeyance uh, for quite a long time. And it had all, always bothered me uh, from a parliamentary sense that there was not the wherewithal to be able to uh, steward the conversation forward to any high degree. Uh, so in the hui uh, that Sheridan had referred to that we called uh, in Parliament, it was really... My way of saying, as a newly uh, 
kept the Minister of Māori Development, how are we going to take this conversation forward? I was seeking advice. And I guess, you know, as you do when you're not sure how to do things, you lean to your instinct and your waiter and your what your heart starts to tell you. And my heart told me, actually, this is not about pen and paper stuff. This is going to come down to, firstly, is the intent right and have we got the media of the intent right? And that is all the conversation was in, at that time when we brought everybody together uh, in Parliament. That then gave me a bit of a sense about absolutely providing the ethical space for a conversation that must be led uh, certainly uh, by the claimant group but amongst Māori by Māori uh, in relation to Y262 but it also required of uh, me in, in my role to try and organise government in a way where across the public sector and across ministers, across CEOs there could be a way of bringing together that kind of conversation. So I very much were focused uh, on that effort, and that's how Te Pai Tawhiti uh, emerged. Now, Te, te Pai Tawhiti is really government's way of organising itself uh, within the context of the conversation that must be had. It is not setting out uh, a certain work programme, uh, if you like, but it is saying to the government sector these are the areas upon which we need to be prepared to have different conversations. And so as the whānau-led, Māori-led conversations are happening, so too uh, are the government-led conversations. Now, I can say uh, that many uh, government departments have identified that they want some urgency on this mahi. Well, it'll take as long as it takes as long as it happens in the right way. But I think we can uh, be encouraged by the fact that uh, several government agencies have indicated that they are very much wanting to engage uh, to proactively support the progression uh, of uh, many elements of the Y262 kaupapa. Secondly, I want to mahi to uh, Moana and uh, the challenge uh, that you put out there that alongside the Y262 uh, claim, there's also got to be the uh, scope to have the constitutional debate. Well, in many respects, the conversation that we're having is not a conversation that more New Zealanders want to be involved in, actually. There's probably just a small few of New Zealanders who really embrace this kind of conversation in a way that it leans out into the constitutional debate. But if we take where we have got to so far, uh, with UNDRIP and creating a roadmap and now the draft report of Hepuapua, which gives us an indication about how you might have a constitutional debate. Then the two issues, Y262, Hepuapua and what evolves from that around the constitutional nature of New Zealand's conversation, then we do have, uh, I believe, uh, those aspirations moving a ahead and tend them. So Moana, thank you for your timely reminder uh, that it is not one or, one or the other, but the two very much create a vector, again, to build uh, the opportunity for New Zealand to have a courageous conversation about its future. Tenoranga uh, Tiratanga, the place of Māori within that, and certainly uh, the various arrangements that fall uh, off uh, many things uh, in that space. I also want to, uh, 
I guess, give a sense that as the challenge that Sheridan has put out to Māori, that uh, given, the, given that the precepts of the claim is essentially about aroha and that Māori need to move beyond tribalism, which I essentially agree with, so too for New Zealand, uh, the challenge is that New Zealand must move beyond parochialism. No longer is there one way of looking at the way in which we think about uh, intellectual property. Uh, if we are going to embrace a te rohanga Māori or a Māori worldview, then we have to be prepared to broaden the lens, which is in New Zealand has often been based primarily on Western uh, precepts to, as we know, uh, bring in uh, our bicultural uh, perspective, but bring in tikanga in an authentic way that it can contribute uh, to the greater benefit of New Zealand. Uh, so I certainly have been a strong advocate in my current portfolios around uh, that particular perspective. Now, the reason why this is important is because ultimately, uh, given that we all want to make progress on some pretty substantial issues within the Y262 kaupapa, yes, while it will absolutely assert and benefit the dreams, visions, hopes and aspirations of those tupuna that have uh, been shown to us uh, uh, on the presentations, what it will also do is ensure that our tamariki and our mokopuna will be able to uh, uphold the way in which they walk forward into an ever-growing world that is more local than ever before, but also a world that is kind of multi-ethnic. Uh, and it does urge them to uh, be much stronger in, in who they are. So I think, you know, I, I want to focus much of my effort on the recognition uh, that government uh, has to organise itself to engage in this conversation. Two, it does require a courageous conversation. Three, it does require people to open the lens of the dialogue uh, to re-entertain uh, the conversations that often have been difficult. And I'll just talk from a policy and a legislative point of view. Um, that's a new space. And then lastly, all of this leads to uh, our long conversation, which is uh, building the constitutional foundation for New Zealand. So from here on in, it appears that uh, we have a lot of work to do. We knew we had work to do, <laughs> but we have a lot of work to do. And uh, I think my last uh, conversation with Tomata Whakapumo is that in the event uh, that fora like this continue, and that uh, I can take certainly guidance from the way in which that conversation is occurring. It helps uh, me to be able to lead and focus on areas and work programs that can bring together across the public sector uh, efforts that can help to support or amplify the opportunity space. I'll come back to one thing uh, because it's probably the thing that um, I guess urges me to keep touching base again with the intent of trying to progress something as difficult uh, as this. Um, and ultimately it goes to the protection 
element um, because I think uh, if, if ultimately what we're trying to do is protect this space that is defined by Māori as being absolutely congruent and important uh, with who we are uh, and what we uphold and what we care and treasure for this generation and the next, bringing forward everything, uh, then the opportunity space is an that is something that is afforded to us, but not before we address those kind of protection elements. And that's um, that's a little bit nebulous uh, for the for the purposes of this forum. But I think for many of us who are trying to have these difficult conversations and try to work out, okay, how do we approach practical things like the protection of Taonga species and what would be the impact of that? Um, similarly for Taonga Works, it does give us a little bit of a, um, I guess, a sense that we're starting from the right place um, to be able to move forward into the opportunity conversation. Now, you would expect me to say this, because one of my portfolios is in the area of foreign affairs and trade, um, but when I think of some of the challenges facing our Māori exporters around Manukahani, uh, when I think of some of the challenges that are not afforded to many of our uh, exporters who want to ethically and with integrity be able to draw from our knowledge system in the pharmaceutical area or in the food fortified food area, then we kind of have to get this stuff right. Um, because all of the value benefits that can be captured by Māori, if we, again, if we get the protection component of what we're trying to do right, it can be afforded to them. And we're having a very difficult conversation in that space. Anyway, that's my little contribution to this. Uh, I think members of Te Mata Whakapumo um, uh, are undertaking a significant conversation uh, that if more New Zealanders were involved in, uh, they would be greatly enhanced. Uh, in their understanding of a worldview that has been timeless is timeless uh, and that has so much um, layering to uh, who we can be uh, as a country. So I want to acknowledge them for continuing to uphold that space uh, and uh, just let them know that as, as we walk forward together, um, as we put aside tribalism, as we move beyond parochialism, I think the destination is a hopeful one for, for us all. Nō reira, he te takuiti, hei tāpere atu ki tēnei o ngā kōrero e mihika o nga tika kia tata katoa. Kia ora. Nā mihi kia koe e te minita. Thank you so very much for joining us here. Really important symposium. A couple of words that you had used several times one of them was constitutional. Are we now hearing the beginning, well, are we now hearing a more public debate around a constitution going forward for Aotearoa New Zealand? Actually, I think what we're hearing is the ongoing uh, challenge of New Zealand having a constitutional debate. This issue has been around for a long time. Moana um, Jackson in his presentation uh, highlighted the fact that um, in order to progress Y262, it sits within the context of a constitutional debate. But these things aren't gained quickly. Um, so the conversation has been, been an enduring one. In New, in New Zealand's case, we've had many constitutional forums. 
But I think the challenge is to actually take New Zealanders forward um, and to have the conversation with them in a way that they can comprehend what, what, is, what is the constitution, you know? what, is, um, what is it that we want to achieve. And I think for the most part, uh, for Māori, uh, it is this uh, challenge of ongoing recognition of the uh, status of the treaty, uh, the way in which it's implemented and the way it, within which, while it is a founding document for our country, we must give licence and voice to it. Mm. And so why 262, this, this contemporary claim, the largest and most complex, therefore the most challenging, but in terms of constitution, an essential part of any constitution going forward, do you think, as is Te Tiriti o Waitangi, as is He Whakaputanga? I think there are many elements of the Y262 claim uh, that have uh, far-reaching uh, implications, but to say that the Y26 claim in and of itself is the constitutional debate, I don't think is the case. Uh, again, I'll come back to Moana Jackson's point is he, uh, that he made, which is in order to progress Y262, it sits within the broader framework of a constitutional conversation, and I accept that. However, is there not a place for perhaps Y262, Hefakaputanga, Te Tiritihi, to actually be the po? of a new constitution? Um, it is one of several. Uh, so when I think about the um, uh, several uh, claims that have been be- before the Waitangi Tribunal, this is a significant PO, the Y262 uh, kaupapa, um, but it is not the only PO uh, within the constitutional debate. Mm. And then tribalism. You talked about tribalism, Sheridan White. I also talked about tribalism. You talked tribalism and parochialism. In order for us to be a united constitutional nation. Yeah, so the point that I raised was that uh, Sheridan Waitai in her presentation uh, said in order to progress the claim and the conversation amongst Dewey uh, that uh, Māori needed to move beyond tribalism and I accept that, I agree with that I think that there are issues within the, the Skaupapa that should unite uh, Māori and iwi to what a common good and a common benefit can look like and similarly for New Zealand in order to understand the benefits of uh, how uh, th- this claim and its findings can be progressed uh, in a way that benefits Māori, yes, and all New Zealand, then New Zealand needs to move beyond parochialism. Uh, And I think we're slowly getting there, but it is slow. But that that does not mean that we do diminish or do away with tribalism. Those That as hapūtanga, whānautanga, tribalism... Iwitanga is still an integral part of us. Well, f- far from it. In fact, what she's saying is that uh, the very strength of our ability to uh, exercise our um, tribal instinct is our ability to unite on a common purpose. Uh, so my reading uh, of how she um, challenged Māori to move beyond tribalism is to see the common good, the common purpose, um, the commonality of the um, benefits that would fall out of addressing the Y262 kaupapa. Interestingly, the Prime Minister did say that a republicism might take place in her time. So we are we getting the sense that perhaps this government is working towards 
think. Look, that's a that, that's an ongoing conversation, but there are many of us. Uh, certainly in Parliament who have reflected our views on republicanism, uh, me for one. Minister Nanaia, Lahuta, thank you so very much for joining us. Okay, kia ora. Tēnā koe ko Murok tēnei, te kai whakarite pāpāho Māori ki tuia ngā reo o te hāpuri. Tēnā koe, it's Murok, Māori Media Coordinator here at 3FM. And we're really excited about all the new Māori-focused content currently playing on 3FM. But we can always do more. So if you have kōrero or you want to share with us i roto i te reo Māori in the Māori language or with a Māori kaupapa, then email me, maoridia at freefm.org.nz. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.